0: My father, he thinks I'm insane. From the writers of Lost and the creators of Once Upon a Time. You claimed you traveled to this place, Wonderland. You fell in love with the genie. I'm going to find him. She's not the Alice you thought you knew. Ah, I sense that you can take care of yourself. Next Thursday, the search for her lost love begins. All right, rabbit, dig your hole. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, series premiere next Thursday at 8, 7 Central, followed by an all-new Grey's Anatomy and Scandal on ABC. Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution
1: After Show. Right, welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. I'm your host tonight, Larice. People, here it is: Revolution Season Two, Episode Two. There will be blood, and the way things look tonight, it was a lot of blood shed on the um on the episode tonight. I mean if, um, charlie to monroe to rachel to aaron to miles to major neville everybody kind of had their own intimate moment about sharing blood shedding blood on the episode tonight um i'm your host tonight everyone else is absent tonight but i do have a wonderful co-host tonight mr phil
2: welcome ladies and gentlemen i'm excited to join you on this one i haven't i haven't had a chance to do this one but i I do like the show so it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: yes 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 so let's kind of jump right into it let's kind of talk about monroe and charlie um Overall, we kind of left off last week to where Monroe got captured because Charlie was at the point in Vegas, little old-time Vegas at the whorehouse. She wanted basically to kill Monroe. But now, as we can see, Monroe get captured. And from that capture, Charlie has made her way to this Russian camp where the the one guy is speaking Russian. The other guy is asleep. And Monroe is basically like um tied up to a, a swimming pool. So Charlie pretty much... Like, navigates her way to knock out the older Russian guy. But as she goes out to k- to get Monroe, she gets shot. And as she fires back, she misses. But it kind of basically plays back to her getting captured again. We thought that, you know, possibly she would have died. But she didn't die this time. She got captured. So, overall, you know, Charlie's that tough guy who's, hands down, her, her overall j- objective is to kill Monroe. Yeah. So, what,
2: uh, you know, what I liked about, the, you know, for me... Being that I am new, um, kind of to this panel, I want to say this you know, uh, I think the, the way the show's going is it's really great, um, from season one to season two. And it could have been very boring to see two capture storylines. Yes. But I like what, the, you know, the fact that they're so widely different yes. makes it work. And, you know, um, and tonight was just great. And, and, and her line of like, um, maybe you just suck at your job. Exactly. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> because the whole thing was about like Monroe. Everybody thinks he's the one who set off the nuclear weapon. But at the same time, he said, my job was to protect the people. And like you said, Phil, like, and Charlie's kind of side, like a side blow tells him, like, maybe you suck at your job because you really didn't protect the people. What you really did, you really kind of killed a lot of people in your objective trying to protect the people. For one, with the whole massacre of everything happening in first season, because you saw a lot of killing that he did on first season. But now with this season, he's kind of like an outlaw and every, you know, and Charlie's main goal is to capture Monroe. But it's not only that Charlie wants to capture Monroe, but as we kind of figure out that the the people who actually capture Monroe, they they are bounty hunters. And it, it's kind of strange to actually see bounty hunters now into the episode because the first season, it was like everybody's like survivor of the fittest. Nuclear weapons went off. We saw the American um, Secretary of State co- kind of comes in. U.S. government is back kind of playing a, a role in it now. But now it's like we have these bounty hunters who have... Captured Monroe and also captured Charlie and they kind of make a significance. Charlie tells him, like, you have to watch your back. If not, he'll slit your throat and he will escape. And lo and behold, what ends up happening?
2: For me, I, I, I like that aspect of it. I mean, how many times, you know, we've seen it just in, uh, you know, not to give a spoiler out, but Riddick, you know, like yeah. the, the, the recent movie with Vin Diesel and things like that um but the way in which it plays out is always fun to see yes you know and and you know they they had that foreshadowing of him um kind of taking that piece off and as he's kind of let off you know he's he's got it in his hands and that that wonderful shot like oh it's gone and and, yeah and the way he breaks through that carriage it was
1: was great it was kind of like where how does a pool first of all even have chips like that For him to break off a piece of chip of concrete to get to actually to escape inside the carriage but once he get out the carriage it's kind of like you think he would have basically made a quiet attempt to get out he kind of jumps out and kind of falls and be like uh and so they kind of stop so he runs into the woods but the fight scene that he have is like again he's a fighter he's a warrior and what they don't understand is that he would do anything everything to survive you know the older gentleman he snaps his neck the younger bounty hunter you know he he tries to fight Monroe um but he loses. He, it's like everybody loses in the battle against like Monroe and because he's such an excellent fighter and all, he, he, he's just trying to survive. And then here's Charlie. Charlie comes up for some reason. She's like the fastest person. Like she catches up with everybody so fast for whatever the reason, but Charlie comes up, and then Charlie basically goes to help the bounty hunter because she knows how Monroe is, and she wants to kill him. So, it, But in the fight scene with her and Monroe, he tells her, stop, Charlie. Like, he don't want to hurt her, but he's like, stop, Charlie. But Charlie takes the She She's steady, constantly swinging, swinging, swinging. He kind of gives her like a cheek blow yeah. into the ribs. And to me, I was like, oh, man, that had to really hurt. But at the same time. He had to do what he had to do because like, she was swinging at him uh, relentlessly to make sure that, hey, I'm here. I want to kill you because I had that vendetta against you because you had my father killed. You had my brother kill, You had you, you had my mom captured. You did all these things to myself. Not only myself, you did everything to the world itself. So he hits her. Again, she falls to the ground, but she gets right back up. She's a nonstop, like relentlessly, I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm going to get you. But then... He rise off into the sunset. I would say into the woods more so than anything, which is kinda of coincidental because again, like she said, he he will escape, he will find a way to, to escape and exactly that's what he did.
2: Yeah, what did you think about uh, you know, just going back a little bit earlier, Charlie's um interaction with the bounty hunters. I thought that you know, that was some great moments. Um, you oh, know, yeah. he's trying to help her out and things like that. And uh I don't know, to me it was a little bit surprising that he did let her go, you know, I mean obviously there was a fondness from uh from him to her. yeah By the way, he says, you know, you, you're stupid. As, you're as dumb as you look and trust me, that's pretty dumb.
1: Yeah, it's almost like insultive the way the way she kind of like carries herself towards the bounty hunter. But at the same time, I have to look at like, well, she's really not a threat to mm-hmm. him because they he have one purpose and one purpose only. I don't need to basically like kill anybody else. I'm here for Monroe to take him back to the US government. You you're just somebody who's just in the way, so we're going to leave you here. And let you just find your way as we continue to travel on and do my job, my duty to take him back to the U.S. government. So I just think kind of way uh, he did the right thing. But I well, it's kind of glad he did let her, do, let her go, because if he didn't, Monroe would have also killed him in the woods also. It's true.
2: But, you know, I mean, you always kind of speculate of, OK, if they were both in the carriage together, then, you know, she could have said something or, you know, you wonder if she would have. You know, so. But obviously not the way it happened so you know at yeah. that point it's just speculation
1: yeah but at the same time you can't expect for monroe and charlie to actually to work together to escape you know for the most part because she wants to kill him. i think if she was in the carriage and she had an opportunity to kill monroe i think she would try to kill him more so than try to to help him escape yeah i mean that's just my personal opinion but the most miraculous thing about this episode is Aaron. well before we get to before
2: we get to that i want to tell you guys um you know with uh now that it's the fall lineup here at after buzz tv we're covering so many shows and a great show that i don't want you guys to miss out on as fans is uh it's called once upon a time in one land yes um it's a spin-off show of obviously once upon a time um it's on abc and it premieres next thursday october 10th don't be late um they're calling it the biggest adventure of the season um you know uh once upon a time in Once Upon a Time obviously has its uh, fairy tales. This one is more of the Alice in Wonderland type of thing. So jump down the rabbit hole into the epic romance (laughs) um, as Once Upon a Time in Wonderland premieres. Uh, She is not the Alice you thought you knew. She's grown up. She's stronger. She's uh, smarter, she's a fighter, and she's in love with the genie from Aladdin. Oh, wow. Interesting twist right there. Yes. Uh, her father thinks he's crazy. and The doctors agree. I might tend to agree. <laughs> uh, she embarks on the most dangerous journey, um, and mysterious journey yet, uh, back to Wonderland to rescue her one true love, who's being held captive by the Red Queen and Jafar. The evil wizard from the Aladdin tale. Um, I mean, this is from the minds of the creators of of Lost and Once Upon a Time. So, you know, it's going to be good. It's a whole new world loaded with stunning visual effects. Um, and TV Guide calls it provocative. Um, it stars uh, many many people who um, who are great: uh, Naveen Andrews, Sophie Lowe, uh, Peter, uh, M- Emma Rigby. I mean, the list goes on and on. John Lithgow as the White Rabbit. Alice, Alice's search for her lost love begins, and it's this year's Don't Miss Television event. Once Upon a Time in Le- Wonderland premieres next Thursday, October 10th. Don't be late, 8-7 Central on ABC. Make sure y'all tune in to that. It's and we're, we're definitely doing an after show for it, so
1: don't miss that either. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So let's talk about Aaron. For mirac- two and a half hours being dead, he's revived.
2: Yes, I mean, that. it, it reminds me of uh, the old movie Flatliners, for those of you, I don't know if you're familiar, but Kevin, it's Kevin Bacon's early work on yeah. Keith Sutherland, Um but he's back, and I, I, I like the um, the comedic part of, of their explanation of it, you know, tying it back to
1: the nanotechs of, like, yeah, it oh,
2: really is miraculous.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you actually kind of look at that, you know, the nanotech they, they're designed to really kind of help and basically, like, recreate the body in a sense because when Rachel had her injury, she placed it in her leg, she grew, like, her, her leg healed miraculously. She was basically fine. Two and a half hours, um, Aaron's dead. His wife freaks out, which anybody— I would freak out too. I mean, if, if you're died, flatline, on a table, two and a half hours, I expect never, ever, ever to see you again. But this time, he comes back, full knowledge about what happened. And, you know, Rachel's talking to him, trying to figure out, like, what happened, what happened. And, you know, he's just kind of sitting in the days like, why am I here? Why am I still alive? And I think he kind of at the point now that he's here to help save the world to get the power back on. I really think he's kind of focusing on that. Uh, because his whole demeanor it changes he he really don 't know what his what what he wants to do now and it 's kind of funny because when they gather all the townspeople together because they feel like the bandits might attack the town people, I know many of y'all might actually know the story of the Ghostbuster. He started telling the <laughs> kids about, like, once upon a time in New York, you know, it was a story about the Ghostbuster. And a lot of kids probably don't know who Ghostbusters is, but I know who Ghostbuster is. I mean, Phil, I'm pretty sure you've seen the movie a million times.
2: I, I've seen the movie, and, you know, I think I think there is the legend of Ghostbusters regardless of, you know, I mean, there's so many cartoons yes. and spinoffs and things like that. So, yes, there's the movies. Um... But there's also, in some form of another, you know the uh, the story of it. Which and it's also funny that the fact that they're telling these stories and you know they made mention of Walker Texas Ranger too. Yeah, it, but oh yeah,
1: it, it, it's kind of weird. They have a lot of um movies and that they kind of basically like refrain, like refer back to throughout the whole episode. But again, with Aaron, Aaron just kind of feel and he kinda starts to talk about you know his life as a whole. The biggest thing is that when he was in i think like a school building open hallway he has a gunshot and from the gunshot he's kind of figuring like what happened with this gunshot so he goes out into the hall he sees ben and for the y'all don't who don't know who ben is ben was basically one of the creators of uh he was rachel husband in the beginning he was killed by the monroe uh monroe militia but he originally created part of the programming for the light the power going out so Aaron sees Ben on the floor, but when he turns Ben's over, Ben, he sees a puddle of blood and he's just thinking like, I can't believe this is you. And he feel like Ben is talking to him, but in actuality, he's really hallucinating and feel like he's seen Ben in his vision. Never met Ben before, but he sees Ben in a puddle of blood. And so his wife comes to him like, Aaron, what's going on? And he's like, I just saw Ben in a puddle of blood. And it's like, to me personally, if I walked up to you, Phil, and you saying, Hey, I just saw a dead person. Okay, I'm freaking out, first of all. I'm just like, are you okay? Do you need, are you dehydrated? Are you hallucinating? What's really going on? I'm trying to figure out the problem. But Aaron's really convinced that he saw Ben. And from that, he basically breaks down and tells his wife what happened. And with that basically being said, what ends up happening, he's basically telling, like, hey, we was at the tower. What happened in the tower? The nuclear weapons were set off. It was my job to really – I tried to stop the nuclear weapons from going off. But as Miles did the countdown, he got to like three, then two, the computer crashed, and he asked he asked Rachel he was like, "Hey Rachel, was what's wrong with the computer being crashing?" And from there, Rachel doesn't know. And then uh, Major Neville kind of comes in and breaks into the tower. So now, where last season it left off, to where the nuclear weapon's going off, and Major Neville's on the opposite side. But he Major Neville breaks inside the lock the lock room with Rachel Miles um aaron and charlie is in the room and from that major never kinds to see what happened to nuclear weapons going off but coincidentally what happened the computer crashed because with most computers that crashed and some tech savvy people or more like hackers the computers exploded and with the computers being exploded that's how they got out of the tower so he tells his wife that story and and for my i would think she's kind of surprised because he knows why the power is not coming on. And she finally realizes that when he says the power is not coming back on, she, I think she's gonna believe him now. Yeah. Because now is that the com- computer crashed, the system that was developed to keep the power on, o- to switch the power on and off, it, the computer has now crashed. And so now we at a point that there's not going to be any power come back on. And I think she's going to freak out next episode because it kind of flashed and just kind of disappeared on her. But I think she's going to freak out next episode because she's going to blame him for all this. And I think they're going to have a breakup overall. But then yeah. he goes into uh, Rachel and her dad. Um, Rachel wants to go save Miles. Well, yeah. Stu. His new name Stu. is Stu. So Rachel wants to go save Stu, and he, she's talked to her dad, like, we should basically go out there and try to help him. We don't know what happened to him. If it was me, he would go out there and try to save me. But the dad pretty much talks to her, like, no, we don't have enough people. We need to stay here and save everyone that's here. Miles, Miles pretty much is on his own. They have that, that conversation back and forth throughout the whole entire time. Rachel, her attitude towards this episode was to more or less to save Stu. She didn't care about anything else, about anybody else. And she asks everybody to really, to like, hey, help me save Stu. Because if it was you guys, he would try to save you. And she goes to everybody, but everybody denies her. Yeah. But the relationship her and her dad have... That her dad knows that, hey, once she have her mind made up, even if it's a bad idea, he quote unquote said, even if it's a bad idea, I know you're still going to go through with the idea. So I'm here to help you and support you. So when she kind of get a few guys and her dad finds some of the best fighters in the town and with the guns, like, hey, we'll go out with you to help to, to fight the bandits to save Miles. You know, and they kind of go on this journey. And as most father would do, it's like, hey, I'm going with you. And that little debate. What do you think about that?
2: um you know i i like the debate i mean you know in terms of the dad he you know i like how he made mention you know you where do you think you get your stubbornness or whatever he said yeah and obviously it's from him because he's the same way and so and that's why she didn't really fight back either because you know uh if she's stubborn she, she knows that he's going to be stubborn to want to come with yeah and so i like that um and i like where this is headed you know and um and they had that great moment of like hey forget forget these things about miles you know uh do you really want to save him and the answer is yes yes so we're, that's what we're gonna do
1: yeah i mean but do you also he asked her like do you want to save Miles? Is it, is it because he he have saved you or you just want to save him because of the person that he is and i think her dad kind of knows that her and miles kind of have a little fling for each other because hands down well if if it was somebody just random would i try to go save them I probably wouldn't. I'm, like, I'm going to stay safe. Sorry. It's a great fight of are on your own. But if it's like a love connection or I have a, a, a strong past with you, I would basically try to do everything in my possible power to try to go out and save you. If we're going to die, I'd rather die for us to die together than for, than for us to die alone. Yeah. That's just how I feel personally. But on their way to the bandit, as they ride it on the wagon, Rachel starts to see the fireflies. Because before when Aaron told her, hey, I'm seeing the fireflies, she didn't, she didn't believe it. So now she starts to see the fireflies as they on their journey. And so she's like, okay, hold it. Let's stop. Um, something weird is happening right now. And so what she ends up doing is like, hey, let me get a torch. And when they lit the torch, all she can see were dead rats. What do you yeah. think about that? Freaky?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's really weird. There's a weird symbiosis. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Aaron seeing the dead rat there and saying, hey, you weren't as lucky as me. Yes. You know, it's... I think that's a very telling quote. I don't know what it fully means right now, but, you know, obviously, you know, you, you don't have rats in one scene and rats in another, yes. and Yes. Have them both be dead and not have a connection.
1: Yes. But the thing about the rats with Rachel and them, it was a plethora, like, it's like somebody just dropped a dump truck full of rats on both sides and they was riding on rats. Like, yeah. the whole time they was going through the forest, they was basically, like, riding over and stepping on rats. And she's probably really thinking that something's major is really going to happen. Amazing, amazing, gonna happen because all the rats are dying. So we kind of basically think like, are the animals gonna die also, or just the rats because they're rodents because they ate something bad or they ate a firefly for whatever the reason? We don't know. We have to basically wait and see what next we have. If y'all have any idea of what's gonna happen with the rats and why the rats are dying, please go to iTunes, rate us, comment us. If you have any questions that that you may have about Revolution that you will, that you would like for us to ask on Revolution on the AfterBuzz recap, please. Um, Send us your questions, your concerns. If you have any idea or opinion why the power's out, please. If the power's will ever get back on, please go to iTunes, rate us, comment on us, give us five stars on, on iTunes. You can get us on all digital downloads from iPads, iPhone, um, Galaxy tablets, and make sure you go to iTunes and download us. Um, let's get to Miles. Miles and Titus. <laughs> we found
2: out about Titus today. Yeah, we found Oh my God, <laughs> that you, you used to be a headmaster and, yeah, you know, artistic photos as he yes. calls it and yes. uh i like miles's reaction
1: yikes yes it was kind of like his whole idea of, like why i'm a sheriff was kind of like hey everybody know that that um tv show texas walker Ranger. i loved that show as a kid but at the same time it didn't inspire me to kind of be uh sheriff. A sheriff yes you know and like titus really had a small role in this right <laughs> like <seriously, laughs> like super small he was in there probably every bit of like less than 60 seconds he got killed <laughs> Uh, it was kind of weird though because when they took the blood, it's like why are they taking the blood? Obviously, Titus had the wrong blood type, so they killed him, so they no longer needed him um, in that. But Miles, being the guy that he is, always escaping and doing the extra, um, believing that you know, no one's going to kill him. Miles tries to escape, and in his escape, is always he he's, he has a soft heart, and that soft heart causes causes him to get caught again because. Uh, you know, there's a woman there with him captured. And what they did is that he escaped. And she's like, are you going to leave me here? And, you know, he felt guilty about leaving her there. So he tries to go to help her escape. And in the meantime, uh, him helping her escape, a couple of the guys try to attack him. Him and his gracious fighting skills killed a couple of guys. But uh, again, at the end of the day, he had to stop fighting because of uh, the guy, he's going to kill the other woman again. She has no sentimental value to you. I personally probably would have left her because I already know what was going to happen behind the red door is that I'm going to kill. That I'm going to get killed. So they take him in to meet the head guy um, over the bandits, hmm. and this guy is a creepy, 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 creepy guy. What do you? <laughs> well, you know he, he.
2: You know it's so true. I mean, he just the meeting that woman. He right off the bat he calls her a slut. Like had you not gone after that slut, you might have gotten away. Exactly. Um, and it's, and it's so true, but I, again, I think it's, it's true to character of who Miles is and I don't think he'll, you know, despite that he'll never change and you can call him whatever you want, whatever, yeah. whatever pejorative, but you know, that's just, he's always going to try to save those who need saving. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I thought it was noble that he was said like, Hey, cause I think, I think he, he, you know, if he was here, he knew, okay, just kill me, yeah but they weren't going to give that to him.
1: Yeah. And the reason, I uh, and as we find out later, the reason why is because when they took the blood, his blood actually tests positive. We don't know why his blood tests positive, so that's why they killed Titus and didn't kill Miles. But his interacting with the head guy over the bandit is kind of r- weird and creepy. And Miles just feel like, you know, whatever you want to do. Just kill me. I really don't care. Just kind of get it over with. But, you know, it's kind of symbolic the way the guys kind of, like, talk to him. It's, like, real creepy and weird. But at the end of it, the meeting that he had with the bandit, they smash in Miles' hand. Yeah. And I think that the significance of that, because they know he's such a, a wonderful fighter and warrior, they don't want him to try to escape or do anything else. And as they smash his hand, as the time comes, dun, 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 they take him to the Red Room. And we figure out the reason why they have the Red Room. The Red Room is more of a blood transfusion room. And I'm thinking it's probably more... Who do you think it is? You think it's his wife or... Um, it can't be his daughter because the lady, she looks pretty older. Maybe because she's drinking yeah, blood.
2: But. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's his daughter.
1: But I'm thinking it's probably um, his wife. And they're really trying to save his wife. Because everyone that goes into the room, they're doing blood transfusion. And Miles kind of looks like, this is weird and creepy. Why are you doing blood transfusion? And he probably knows what it is. And what's going, what's about to happen is that... You about the drain of my blood kill me just to try to keep this woman alive, and I'm, I'm I think like next episode we we'll probably really understand who she is as a person. But well, I
2: I think I think they're gonna keep you know if anything they would keep Miles alive because obviously they would need the blood. I mean yes. he would just be very drained of blood, you know. Uh, I I forget what it is you know how many times you can donate blood or whatever, but they would like keep him at like let's say eighty percent the whole time and just like so, you know where basically you're you're really useless. Yeah, as a human being.
1: And I think a lot of reason the bandits go out to find people is because they're trying to find as much blood as possible. Because as soon as you drain somebody, you need another body to basically yeah. to to replenish the blood or to do another blood, blood transfusion for his wife or the lady, whoever she may be. But at the same time, it's just kind of weird that this goes on. But at, remember what happened? Um, well, no, it didn't happen on this episode. I'm thinking of another show. But it, well, we'll see what happened with Mouse. Most, most uh, for the biggest thing. What, what do
2: you think of that philosophy, though? I mean, you know, in terms of <laughs> the the creeper guy, you know, apart from you know having kid porn uh, uh, right. and God knows what else. <laughs> um, I, I I really, you know, he he didn't have kind of a interesting philosophy in in the sense of like, you know, what the old rules are now different. Yes. And I don't know if that just means now you can basically rape little kids, but just that idea, I, you know, the core idea of it was interesting, not the
1: kids yeah i mean i think when when he states like the old rules are different it's i think it's more or less like it's my rules i live by my rules and no rules of anyone else because there's no government there's no power i'm i'm i supply my own self with everything that i need if i need the idea
2: of god you know uh you know obviously it's been brought up a few times you know even this episode alone but the idea of like god wanted it this way
1: it's kind of i don't think god would ever want any people <laughs> to live like this to really kind of to it more it's like they're takers yeah you know overall they kind of take from everyone else and as you see and i think the more and more as it kind of goes on they're going they can continue to take more and more and more just and i think they're really just taking just for the survival of this woman yeah because they, they don't take a lot from people they take a couple people then then they'll go away you know because you look at the first episode when it was at the house Taking them, taking a the woman from the house when Miles first had an encounter with the band, they just took a couple people and they vanished. And I think he kind of sends them out, daily or maybe every couple of weeks, or to basically see how many people they can kind of scavenge up, just so they can kind of get the blood supply just for this lady. And hopefully, I wonder if Miles going to kill her. I don't know. That'll be very interesting. <laughs> like Miles, like kill her, and it's just a big fight between Miles and. I don't think Miles is going to die on this episode at all. Uh, so this season. So overall, let's talk about Major Neville. The, this for me, uh, I,
2: I I like this storyline. It was great, uh, mainly because of the slow mo.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> was fun to see. You know, in
2: a uh, again and for many reasons.
1: Major Neville is back up to his old tactics again. You know, to play to make to to play, to prey on those who don't know him because he has a stronger mind. And his mentality is that now his mentality is. I just want to kill the people that killed my wife. Mm -hmm. And he feels that the U.S. government is the reason why his wife died, because Randall set off the nuclear weapons. And all of a sudden, the U.S. government uh, reappears, which they thought they didn't have any governing body in the whole U.S. because of the power went out. And as we see, they came back and now we have the secretary who's pretty much like running this town. She just comes into town with the military and they just run this whole like little town of people because they feel like hey, we're government and you have to basically listen to us and do as we say because we overpower everyone else. But Major Neville again, he's planning. He's planning. He, he
2: wants to go up the flagpole, you know. It you know, you would think like okay, this would be this would be a step, you know, in killing her, but um, you know the the twist of okay, you know what I'm gonna kill my own guys and get in her good graces so that I can gain more access. I love that aspect of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, but you know what? He's been doing the same thing throughout season one. And, and I think he's going to do a lot with season two because overall he, he wants to kill the people that killed his wife. That's his only objective that he has in, in his mind right now. And, and, and I think he's going to kill as many people as possible that until he actually killed the U.S. government. And his, his main focus right now, he wants to kill the secretary because he feels like she's responsible for it. But if we, when you look at it. She's not technically sp- responsible for it. Do you have to look you, at the president? You, you
2: think he wants to go after her or you think by gaining access to her he can gain more access to other things?
1: I think that both. He's I think he's going to use her in order to gain access to more things to get closer to the government, but overall I think he just wanted to kill who um who initiated, who who authorized the 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 launching of the nukes and with whoever authorized it's more the president who authorized the launching of the nuclear weapon but she's the closest thing to the president and he's just going kind of work his way up and I like how they kind of set the scene up because the one guy you know with Jason like oh yeah this guy is cool like he kind of fight for the rebels back then and he kind of basically tells the guy his plan and he don't trust the guy's first but he tells the guy's the plan that like, yeah you know I think. They are the one who kind of set off the nuclear weapons. I just want to get close to them, and then he kind of divides the plans and sets it up. Yeah, and from that plan, he sets up Jason's part of the plan and the new guy. I, ne- we, I never got his name. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I, don't think I remember. He's ever said his name. But then Jason, Jason kind of sets up. Like, okay, well, let's set a diversion where they have to kind of walk around the tents and do all this, but. The new guy sets up, and basically he's in front of the Secretary of State, and basically goes up to walk up to to them as Major Neville's walking behind them. you think it's almost like an ambush that I thought was like, man, it's really about to be a gunfight between the Secretary of State and all the military, between Major Neville and the new guy, and really, that's going to be the end of it. But with his conniving ideas and ways, what ends up happening is that they walk up to the secretary of state as the the new guy is in the front of secretary of state walking towards him he pulls out a gun Major never pulls out his gun. Was like duck and then kills the new guy technically part of his plan yeah. and you know he kind of surrendered real easily and really i think he just want her to realize like hey i'm here i'm on your side and then in the end she calls him in and was like hey you know thank you for what you did and he's like hey you know i'm just kind of doing a good service You know, I just want to look out for you, whatever you need. I'm here for you as a planting a seed more so that, hey, I'm trying to work my way up the chain. I'm trying to figure out who killed, who set the nuclear weapons off, who killed my wife. And overall, I want to kill those people who.
2: Well, he he paints it really well for her using, I mean, you know, who doesn't know the JFK. Yes. You know, uh, that as a reference, you know, so that kind of really easily explains it to her. And she's like, okay, I get it. And then, you know, he points out the flaws of, like, hey, your guys couldn't see this. Yes. But I saw it. Well, you saw it because you set it up. (laughs) Exactly. But regardless, you know, so now it's like, oh, you know what? I do need a good guy like this in, you know, in with my team.
1: Yeah, who's pretty much is, like, who's not with the government, but he's able to have his ear and listen to everything that's going on. But needless to say, he's the reason why everything is kind of happening. So, overall, like... I think this episode was real great. We had a lot happen throughout the whole entire episode. It was a lot of bloodshed. Well, I can say every scene between Monroe and Charlie, was bloodshed. Aaron, bloodshed. Rachel and her dad, uh, not really bloodshed. Only bloodshed that was shed was the rats, because a lot of dead rats. Miles, Mm. definitely a lot of bloodshed. Neville, bloodshed. So, really, it kind of stick to the storyline. There will be bloodshed over the whole entire um, episode, and it was a great episode.
2: I thought thought so, too. I 100% agree, and I, you know, just being this as episode two of the whole season, I think uh, we're in a good place.
1: Yes. You can go into predictions or let's do it. Do it.
0: And now, you're After Buzz TV predictions.
1: What do you got? Oh, I mean, I think predicting-wise, Monroe still is going to be on the loose and Charlie's going to find him some way, somehow. Probably not in the next episode, but by episode four, Charlie's going to find him. Aaron... I think it's going to be a tough situation between him and his wife, him mm-hmm. and his new girlfriend, because now she know the reason why the lights went out. Now I don't think she's going to trust them. So it's going to be a real big trust issue with that. Um Rachel and her dad, I think it's going to be a real big fight. Um, as we can see on the next episode, the bandits actually go to the town and they're fighting in the town. So I think it's gonna be a lot of bloodshed in that episode also. And Rachel's get shot. You think really? She gets shots with the bone arrow. With the bone arrow, yeah, she gets yeah, shot yeah. with the bone arrow. So it's right right above the heart. I don't think she's gonna die because I don't think she can die. But even with that, I think that because they've been so close to the nanites, that she, she just gonna it's like she's gonna just regenerate her, re, re regrow herself and rejuvenate herself and just like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. She can do like what Aaron did. Uh Major Neville, again, I think he's just gonna continue to connive and snake and to work his way up until he can really to until he's Find out what's gonna happen, I think he's gonna kill more people in the next episode
2: I think uh for me, it would be uh poetic in some way if Rachel got shot just um you know with an eyesight of miles, you know, so then he would have to, he would see it that she that she came out to him and things like that you know, but we' we'll, we will see if that yeah or not
1: it's gonna be real, um interesting um definitely this season is gonna be a great season, episode two, and is already strong
2: it is indeed. Uh, well thank you for uh thank you for letting me be a part of this
1: all right thank you for joining us uh, it was definitely a great episode that you know we both enjoy so. I did I
2: did where can the people find you
1: well you can find me at true peoples at Larice peoples also check out TruePeoplesMedia.com, Instagram Facebook Twitter
2: all right and follow us here at After Buzz TV Facebook Instagram Twitter all that fun stuff all that social media and again we've got a lot of uh, fall shows coming up so definitely tune in. Um, Larissa's been a part of uh, a lot of them, so I may, I'm sure you'll see him on other shows as well. But definitely tune in next week, right? Yes, yeah, sir.
0: From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.